0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Sunday special. Today, we're actually reading an article I did from Viper Week this year. And I still got got quite a few to do, and I think I'm kind of skipping ahead with this one. But this one's really, really interesting because there was a Jalopnik article... Uh, during during when I was creating Viper Week, there was a Jalopnik article that I recently released, and it, if I remember correctly, it had claimed that there were there were only three generations of Dodge Viper, and I'm like, eh, no. So that's what this article is today from Viper Week. It is this is how many Dodge Viper generations there are. This is it's not called this, but it is a carlosophy where I delve into just how many just how many Dodge Viper generations there really are. And for anyone new, carlosophy on my website, it's an article type carlosophy. Is pretty much an uh, an opinion editorial. It's a long form. And I say it's a long form, but it's a it's a longer it's a longer article than what I normally do. It's a quote unquote long form piece of content, piece of article where I really delve into. It's pretty much just me playing devil's advocate for a certain issue. So in this case, it's me. In this case, it's me seeing whether or not there really are three generations of Viper, whether or not there are really five, and so that involves me looking at both sides of the argument, and then seeing which one I think holds more merit. That's pretty much what Carlosophy boils down to for most articles, and today is no different. So let's get on to the article. Let me confess something real quick. This article isn't, a, shall we say, self-contained piece. In fact, this is actually a type of article I used to make quite frequently during my time on Car Throttle, and less frequently on DriveTribe after Car Throttle's website went down the toilet. Making response and or rebuttal articles, whichever you choose to see this as, was how I properly got my start in writing, which is very true. And those first few response articles were about Vipers, no less. Given that, it seems fitting that my first response article in ages has to do with a Dodge Viper. It's also perfectly in time for Viper Week, so that's a nice bonus. What I'm responding to is an article written by Adam Isma on Jalopnik, questioning how many generations of Dodge Viper there really were. I implore you to read the story yourself, as you'll get the full picture of what he said and what I'm responding to. But basically, Adam believes that there are only three generations of Dodge Viper. And I'm here to make the case for why many of us, his colleagues included, believe there are five. However, first, I want to acknowledge the things we agree upon. Concession number one, there were three three main body styles. While there are visual differences that help you tell an SR1 and an SR2 Viper apart, and there are differences that help you tell a ZB1 and a ZB2 apart, the primary styling of both respective eras are largely the same. SR1 cars still have the same headlights, taillights profile, cast the same shadow, and have the same clamshell hood, excluding the Nacaduct and hood louvers. The front bumpers may be different, the interiors may be different, the removable top may be different, and the side pipes may have been rerouted to the back for Gen 2 cars, but the shape of the RT10 model is the same, whether we're talking about an SR1 or an SR2. Likewise, the only visual difference I've been able to discern on ZB-era cars is the the size and position of the hood vents, plus the depth and shape of the front hood scoop, going from a thin oval like shape to a deeper square one. The wheel options were also different for ZB2 cars, but other than that, they are exactly the same visually. If it were, say, an LD generation charger, we wouldn't classify the 2015 facelift car as an all-new gen from the 2011 to 2014 models. While there were several improvements made for those facelifted face cars, they still ride on the LDC updated LX chassis even to this day. The Dodge Durango is another good example, where we wouldn't call 2014 facelift models a 4th gen Durango, and we wouldn't call a 2020 facelift model a 5th gen Durango, as both still ride on the 3rd gen platform that has underpinned the Durango since 2011. In fact, that's 10 years ago now. If we can recognize this fact for the Charger and Durango, then what makes the Viper so special? Concession number two, ZR2 and ZB2 Vipers do still use the SR and ZB chassis. This is where I think we'll find the most common ground. You talk about people usually reserving the word generation for when an all-new chassis and body of a car comes out, and I completely agree. Far more often than not, the word is used to signify when a car made the switch to an all-new chassis and a completely different body, among other things. By contrast, facelift or update or mid-cycle refresh usually means a car that is still riding on the same chassis, but has received some changes to keep it competitive or to realign it with current company values or a new design language. Referring to the SR2 and ZB2 Vipers as Gen 2 and Gen 4 Vipers breaks this line breaks this line of logic for seemingly no reason. After all, they're much more like mid cycle refreshes than all new models. If I agree on all these major points, then why do I believe there are five then? Right? Here's my rebuttal. So, counterargument. While there are only three body styles, there are five chassis iterations. SR1, SR2, ZB1, ZB2, and VX1. I tend to think of myself as a Viperholic, but even I'm not so strict as to believe each and every Viper generation is totally unique from a design standpoint. It might irritate a few Viper faithfuls, but SR1s and SR2s are more visually similar than they are different. The same holds true for ZB1s and ZB2s, perhaps even more so. With that said, I don't feel this is grounds for oversimplifying the lineup to just three Vipers. That's a disservice to the changes and upgrades made to SR2 and ZB2 versions of the car. Even if you refer to, refer to the Viper generation solely by their chassis codes instead, you end up at five Vipers SR1, SR2, ZB1, ZB2, and VX1. Compromising by using Porsche 911 chassis nomenclature doesn't make things better either, as you end up with this, SR1, SR1 SR1.2, ZB1, ZB1 ZB1.2, and VX1. By that point, you might as well just say SR2 and be done with it, as 2 and 1.2 mean the same thing here. There's literally nothing to be gained by using Porsche logic instead. You still end up with 5 either way. That said, Dodge did have enough sense when naming their chassis codes to realize that the Gen 2 Viper does still ride on the same chassis as its prior self, meaning that SR denotes the phase of the chassis that underpins that specific Viper, and the numbers indicating if it's an early SR model or an updated SR model, this train of thought is also applicable to ZB2 or to ZB Vipers. Within the chassis codes themselves, Dodge recognizes that SR2 and ZB2 Vipers aren't really their own generation, but rather an improvement that was built upon an earlier iteration of the car. Think of them as Series 2 cars, a notable rethink of an existing chassis, but more extensive than just a piddly update. No matter what though, this still means there are 5 Vipers. Here's the catch. We're talking about how people refer to various Viper iterations as Generation X, and we both agree that this is inaccurate seeing as that word in this context normally refer normally means a car that rides on an all-new platform and has a new design. Knowing this, we can't very well say there are five generations of Viper, as even the chassis codes admit that SR and ZB2s are still related to their original platform mates, SR1 and ZB2, sorry, SR1 and ZB1, respectively. This, perhaps, is the perspective of the three generations camp. While there may be five in total, there are only three that were all-new designs. However, this idea that there are only three vipers, as in three viper generations, works best when using this mindset. If you were to change that word to something else, the argument starts to fall apart. The issue is not how many vipers there are, it's connotation. If you use the word iteration instead and said iteration for viper or something weird like that, then the problem is solved as iteration doesn't have the same meaning in the automotive world that generation does. As with most of this article though, it isn't quite that simple. While generation conveys a leap in development far greater than what was actually made, I feel iteration goes too far the other way. It seems to nearly run together the development of the car into one version, think SR5, rather than recognize the fresh designs some of them were. Perhaps I'm thinking too hard about it though. Regardless, swapping out the word generation for a synonym that doesn't adhere to the same meaning undermines the validity of the three generations claim. The whole argument is predicated on the incorrect usage of that word. So if you remove it, you remove the main reason for only believing in three versions of the car. Iteration doesn't imply something being all new like Generation does in this context, so a sentence like there are five iterations of the Viper would be completely true. Not only that, but this perspective is also backed up by the chassis codes. All of that is a long way of saying, without semantics, the three generations argument really isn't that strong. It is correct, but it's correct primarily because of, sem- of semantics. If you remove the word in question, it's no longer true. That's why it isn't very strong. So is there a good compromise between both arguments? Like, is there an explanation that incorporates both sides of the argument? Well, yes, but both can get a bit anal and long-winded. If you try to explain things from the three-generation side of the argument, it would be best to explain that there are only three body styles, but five total iterations of the car, which is confusing. the five generation side of the argument, you'd have the inverse problem, also confusing. In either case, people's eyes will just glaze over before you've even finished. Alternatively, you could refer to Vipers exclusively by their chassis codes instead. The benefits are that you'd please the five generations kept by acknowledging that there are five, and you'd appease the three generations kept by recognizing that that SR1 and SR2 cars are still ultimately SR-based and aren't separate generations. This comes with a This comes with its own notable drawback though. How many people, average car enthusiasts or otherwise, really know viper chassis codes? Look, there are a lot of codes, there are a lot of cars with an egregious amount of chassis codes. The lineage of the Mercedes E class is a good example. But most of us know what an E30 M3 is or what an E92M3 is, or perhaps even what an F80 M3 is. How many people know that Gen 2 or that Gen 3 or Gen 2 going by three generations logic, vipers are called ZB1? I can't imagine it's many. While easily the best sorry for that voice crack yikes while easily the best compromise between the two beliefs you might have a hard time getting people to understand what vipers you're referring to unfortunately though we may not like it saying that's gen 3 viper that's a gen 5 viper is a lot easier and faster and there are more people that know what a gen 3 or 5 viper is than there are people that know what a zb or vx1 viper is which is just the chassis codes for gen 3 and 5 vipers not to mention it's a lot easier than getting even moderately into the details of what separates the gens, or what makes a generation in the first place. Are there no answers then? Uh, answers then? And I, it just below that, uh, that subheading, I put a meme from The Incredibles 2 and it's, Viper is Viper! <laughs> oh, there's a correct answer, but there's only two of them. You either believe there are three generations, or you believe there are five generations. I mean, there definitely wasn't just a single gen. There was another version of the car after ZB2, as stated in the last few paragraphs of the counter argument. You can say, oh, wait, no. As stated in the last few paragraphs of the counter argument, you can say candidly, there are only three Viper generations. But the caveat is that such a belief only works if you use the strictest automotive definition of the word generation and don't substitute that word for another. On the other hand, you can truthfully say there are five generations, five Viper generations as well, provided you subscribe to a less strict definition of that word or use a different but similar word entirely, cough, iteration, cough. There's also the benefit of being backed up by the number of chassis codes too, but I've belabored that enough. Alright, time to review. Yikes! Where to even start? So much was discussed and debated, but perhaps it's best to start here. Either answer is correct there were only three all-new generations of the Viper, SR1, ZB1, and VX1. However, there were five total iterations of the car, SR1, SR2, ZB1, ZB2, and VX1. While it might be annoying to hear someone say there there are three Viper generations or there are five Viper generations, it seems to me, given everything that was discussed, both are valid answers. Having said that, I do personally believe one answer is more valid than the other. Sure, it might be a bit inaccurate to say Gen 2 or Gen 4, but I feel it's even less accurate to say there were three total Viper generations in the whole 25-year history of the car as well. I would think even most people recognize the existence of SR2 and ZB2 Vipers, which, when counted with SR1 and ZB with SR1 and ZB1 Vipers, gives us a total of four Vipers right there. SR and ZB and VX still denote the chassis itself. The number simply tells us if it's the original or the updated version of the car, not unlike 991 versus 991.2. Better still, those chassis codes, as stated numerous times, even admit to SR2 Vipers still being on the SR platform and not an all-new generation onto themselves. Despite that, you still end up with a total of 5 Snakes. Additionally, using Porsche Logic instead doesn't change things either. Going by Porsche chassis nomenclature, you still end up with 5 Viper generations, and with a naming structure that looks like this, SR1, SR1 SR1.2, ZB1, ZB1 ZB1.2, and VX1. The only downside to naming the chassis like this is that 0.2 is a bit redundant when just saying 2 does the same job and still results in there being five generations of the Viper. You could still settle for only using the chassis codes when trying to describe a specific stage in the Viper's life, but you might have a slightly hard time getting people to understand which Viper you're referring to. Arguably a small price to pay for accuracy, but some people don't want to deal with the minimal hassle. Moreover, you might have to use an incorrect term, Gen 2 for example, just to get them on the same page. So why not just leave with that in the first place? It's incorrect, sure, but not so much so that you're feeding someone false information. With the reestablishing of what was talked about in this article complete, it is time to conclude. And then this part's in quotations. So how many Viper generations are there? Three or five? In a word, yes. (laughs) There are both three and five uh, Viper generations. It simply depends on your perspective. Both answers are valid. I imagine that won't please anyone, though. So here's a once-and-for-all definitive answer on what I believe to be the full truth. There are five. Now, obviously, it seems like I'm saying that because I already believe as such, and I can't deny that there may be some level of bias. But look at it this way. The belief that there are only three Viper generations forces you to omit SR2 and ZB2 Vipers in order to fit the narrow automotive definition of the word generation. I find this to be the weaker, the weaker stance because if you have to whittle down the lineage of a car to fit a narrow, though correct, definition of a word, then you're using the wrong word. It's not that the family tree—it's not that the family tree is wonky, though that is kind of the case with a viper. It's that the word doesn't fit the circumstances surrounding the car. In short, with this belief, you're altering the lineage of the car to fit the definition of the word. By contrast, the belief that there are five generations forces you to do the opposite. Here, you're fitting the word to the car, not the car to the word. To clarify, you're playing fast and loose with the definition of the word generation to fit the circumstances of the car. Don't misunderstand, this is also wrong, but at least you get the full picture of the Viper's immediate family tree rather than weeding out important steps in the car's history. Not only that, but the three generations argument can almost be completely dismantled by using the words iteration or version instead, as neither of those words have the same implication of all new design and engineering like the word generation does. Given the mutually agreed upon definition of said word, You have to omit SR2 and ZB2 Vipers because neither were blank slate designs nor completely re-engineered versions of their respective predecessors. However, if you change that word again to iteration or version, the need to omit is completely eradicated. Neither words convey nor imply huge generational leaps, so by using those words instead, you don't have to omit anything. In other words, overstayed the significance of the changes that were made on SR and ZB2 Vipers. And that exaggeration is the whole basis for the three generations' belief in the first place. At this point, you might be saying, but none of that disproves the fact that there really were only three all-new generations of the Viper, SR1, ZB1, and vx one And you'd be right. The grievance I have is that the argument starts in the right place, but then goes too far. Here's what I mean. Initially, the argument starts by saying there are only three all-new generations of the Viper, which is correct. However, it then seems to turn into, therefore, we can now say there are three generations of the Viper in total, which is incorrect. While SR2 and ZB2 Vipers can't really be called generations in their own right, we also can't just exclude them from the picture because calling them Gen 2 and 4 Vipers isn't quite right. Yes, they aren't generations onto themselves, but they are integral parts of Viper history. And I think it's more important to include all Vipers there's ever been than it is to cherry-pick the lineage so we can use one specific word to accurately describe it. By that point, you'd only be accurately describing three generations, not the entire lineage. Ultimately, speaking in factual terms shouldn't require ignoring certain parts of history just to keep said terms factual. Otherwise, they're less factual and more circumstantial. Additionally, though it isn't right to play fast and loose with the definition of a word, I think it's, it's more important to include all phases of the Viper throughout history than it is to get hung up on the specific automotive definition of the word generation. Especially when there's no hang-ups with saying there are five phases of the Viper with words like version or iteration or indeed phases. Even the word I just used, phases, is an acceptable alternative. THAT is the reason why I believe there are five generations of the Dodge Viper. Without a specific definition and a strict adherence to the word with that definition, there's just no good reason for going against the chassis codes. What do you all think, though? Feel like I've made a compelling case for the status quo, or is there something else I need to consider? Let me know in the comments below. I'll see you all in the next Viper Week article. And you know what? Even now, I still... You know, sometimes when you go back and read an article... You might, you might, one that you wrote, you might say, eh, you know what, my stance has changed now. Things are different now. Uh, information has changed now. You know, I don't quite, ag- don't quite agree, but I still heavily agree with all the points I made even now. I feel like that was a fairly comprehensive look at both arguments and deconstructing and analyzing of both arguments. And yeah, I still feel the same way because even purely on chassis codes, there's still five. Even using Porsche, the Porsche nomenclature, there's still five there's really no getting there's no there's really no getting around that there's no way of getting around that uh around those chassis codes so once again the only way you're going to get down to three realistically is to omit sr2 and zb2 because what because if you have the three generations logic then what do you say to those you say oh well they're mid cycle you know they're mid cycle updates it's like okay but then so you have three main generations again and then five you have three total body styles, three main body styles, three main chassis, but then five total iterations. Again, that's, it's just confusing. Well, it could be confusing, but more so it's just, I say clunky, it's, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, uh, other way, it, it's too, it's not too complicated, but it's a bit of a mouthful. It's a bit of a mouthful and just saying there's five generations gets it all in there, even if it's slightly inaccurate. But you know what? What do you guys think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Are you of the generation of the mindset there are three generations? Are you of the mind there are five generations? Has this article changed your mind in any way, shape, or form? Or has it just evolved your thinking? Let me know in the comments below. In any case, though, I hope you all enjoyed. If you did, please make sure to like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, thank you very much. I really, really appreciate that. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell, and then all notifications that when you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, and why wouldn't you? And you don't want to use the Podbean mobile app, though, hey, not a problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. Before we end, I want to inform you all that you can now monetarily support this podcast, and indeed the entirety of Cody's Car Conundrum, with Kofi. Uh, well, it might be Kofi, but it's spelled K-O-F-I, and that's weird, so I say it Kofi. In any case, Kofi is an alternative to Patreon where, beautifully and as God intended, you, the supporters, don't have to pay a fee, like on Patreon, to support my work. So if you like what I do and want to see me cover slash talk about slash make a video regarding something specific or want me to branch out into other areas of car culture, then head on over to ko-fi.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum where you can make a minimum donation of $5 towards me and the brand. In return, you'll be helping me afford new equipment, afford upgrades to my existing tools, you'll receive polls asking what topic you want me to dive into next, you'll get to see voted and non-voted content before public release, various forms of recognition for your support, and the ability to vote on merch designs you'd like to see on the Teespring store. And now, it's time to close. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest.